You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey y'all, welcome back. So I don't sound as like nasally, like I'm pinching my nose as I did yesterday. Shout out to um, Izzy and Abby Neal for listening to the whole thing in spite of it. I'm sure other people did too, but I talked to those two girls today and, um, you know, Izzy was like, yeah, definitely noticed it was nasally. And then Abby was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I didn't really notice. Um, so thanks for, (laughs) thanks for both of that. I knew that it was going to be bad. Um, the whole time. So today, not so nasally, but instead my voice is going to randomly cut in and out. Like I sound like I'm like a teenage boy going through puberty every once in a while. So like the stages of sinus infection for me is get really miserable, have a really bad headache, get stopped up, not be able to sleep, sound like I'm like pinching my nose when I talk and then lose my voice. So we're in the final stages. Like I'm in the home stretch of this sickness. I just got to get through it. So pray that I can get all of my podcast in um, before I hit the day of losing my voice. Or maybe pray that doesn't even happen. That would be great. But we're going to continue on Psalm 139 today in just a little bit. But I want to take a second and talk about first the importance of um, just talking about Jesus and talking to Jesus um, and talking about Jesus with other people. So I have opportunity through my church this semester to lead um, or facilitate uh, like a women's Bible study that I'm so excited about. And I was just reminded tonight as I left um, of how much joy you get when you talk with a community of people about Jesus and about um, what he's done in your life when you hope and you dream about the potential of what he can do in our life and when we're just expectant. And tonight we didn't, I mean, it was the intro night, so we hadn't really done any homework yet. Um, We haven't really gotten into the scripture and and aren't really even sure where Jesus is going to take us. But I was just reminded of how much I love Jesus and how much I love um, talking about him with people and listening to other people talk about him. And and so I would just encourage you that um, you find some people, maybe find a group at your church, a small group that you can get involved with, or um, just a group of friends that you can talk about Jesus with. And so talk to him first, but then talk about him with other people and what he's doing in your life. Um, and just text someone today or call someone and say, Hey, this, even if it like, it may not sound weird to you. I would probably word it like this. Hey, this may sound weird, but can we just talk about what Jesus is doing in our lives once a week? Um, because I think that there's just something really cool and exciting and holy about getting together with people and just praising Jesus for what he can do and what he has done and what he is doing. So that's my kind of encouragement, a little outside of of the norm. But now let's go ahead and get into Psalm 139. We're going to read 5 through 8. 
Um, really quick. So I yesterday I was reading from the NASB, but today I'm going to read from the HCSB. Tomorrow I may go ESV. I don't know. I'll I'll let you know. But verse five says, "You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I'm I'm unable to reach it. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence?" If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and chill, you are there. So that's the end of verse 8. So if you listened to yesterday's, do you remember that I said kind of the theme that I got from the verse, the first four verses was that God knows us. And as I was just thinking about that a little more, I just realized that I don't know if I spent enough time or gave enough weight to the fact that it can be scary that someone knows us. It really can make you feel like a little nervous to think about the fact that you are known, to be vulnerable. Like this is why we we aren't always vulnerable. We don't always tell people really what we're thinking or really what's going in because for someone to know that is scary. Will they accept us? Will they like us? Will they not? But that's why the fact that God knows us is so encouraging because he really knows us. Like he knows us better than we even know ourselves and he still loves us. Um, So if the idea of God knowing you is scary, just take that to him and tell him like, this kind of makes me uncomfortable or I'm kind of nervous about this. He can handle it and he can help you become okay with that. So verse five says, you have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. And I think that this this encircled, um, you could have a negative connotation surrounding this, much like yesterday whenever we talked about um, the word scrutinize. But this is not, God is not encircling us like a, a, a pack of sharks. You know, like he's not, he's, he's not encircling us. He's not a threat to us, um, going around us, just waiting to like devour us, right? That's not the kind of encircling God is doing. God is encircling us in that he is protecting us from every side. He can see everything that is coming. Like he's, think of it as like, yeah, he's got our back. So they're like, if there could be like five of you, and you all were shoulder to shoulder watching from every angle. Like that's how God is. He watches and he knows every attack that is coming. And I think that the thought and the question of, well, if he knows everything that's coming, if his hand is upon me, then why do certain things happen to me? Why does he not just stop it completely? if he sees it coming. I think that that is a legitimate question. And to be totally honest with you, I I don't fully know. I really don't. I think you can move on to verse verse six, where it says, this wondrous knowledge is beyond me. Like that is my answer to you as far as why, if God's hand is on us, why, if he knows us, why does he allow certain things to happen? And I honestly, I don't know. It's beyond me. Um, It's lofty. 
I'm unable to reach it. I so relate to David, the psalmist here. Whenever he he says, he recognizes, and he, he believes all these things about the Lord, and he's like, I just don't get it, but I know it's true. And I do know this, that even though sometimes um, we may wish that God would have just stopped something from happening, um, it doesn't mean that he's not there. God is always there. He is always encircling us. He is always with us. His hand is always on us. The next verse, verse 7, says, Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? And that this is a rhetorical device, this is a rhetorical question, um, but he answers it even after that. But the, just the thought of like, where where can I go to escape God's spirit? Nowhere. Like you, you can't. And so take comfort in that instead of like ask God to, to make that comfort you. Ask him to take away the bitterness of, well, God, if I can't flee from your spirit, then why do you not protect me from fill in the blank? I honestly don't have an answer for why. I think I've said that a couple of times, but I know it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. Um, he, The psalmist goes on to answer, where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? In verse eight, he says, if I go up to heaven, you are there. Right, so that those that makes me think of, you know, obviously when we think of heaven, we think of the Lord and him being there and him residing there. So those places where we know God is, where we would expect God to be, he is, he is there, right? But then also in those places where we maybe wouldn't expect God to be. And in those times in our life where the last person that we would expect to be or the last thing that we would expect to feel would be the presence of God, he's there too. It says, if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. And Sheol, S-H-E-O-L, is is just another term for hell. And so one of my, um, here's a Christian hip-hop reference for you. Um, his, name's no, his name's Dylan, but he goes by No Big Deal. And he has a lyric in one of his songs. I can't think of which song it is in the moment. But he says, um, if I go down to hell, you'd be knocking at the door like, housekeeping. So I don't know why. I just love that that picture of like of God going and and just in in our like hell on earth situations meeting us there and coming there and and knowing that he's with us in that. Um that hopefully is comforting to you if you're in a situation right now that feels like hell on earth that feels like or you find yourself walking into that whether you you are there on purpose you've maybe made some bad decisions and put yourself there or maybe you made no bad decision you had nothing to do with this and you're living just in this terrible place and and you don't understand know that God is there with you um, that there is nowhere you can go from his spirit. There is nowhere you can go from his presence. He is truly there with you. And so you ask, Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. 
and to him who knocks, it will be open. So God is there with you. So in your whatever, fill in the blank, in a, in your hell on earth, in your heaven on earth, God is there in both of those places. And he is waiting to answer your ask. He's waiting um, to help you find him whenever you seek him. I hope that this truly points you to Jesus and it doesn't make you doubt or question whether or not God is good. Um, But I will say, if it does make you doubt, take that to the Lord. He can handle it. The, The thing that Satan wants you to do is to think that you have to hide your doubts from God. Because when you do that, you're, you're keeping that to yourself. You're keeping it in the dark. But we don't want to keep things in the dark. We want to bring them out to the light so that they can be worked on, right? So that the Lord can, can help us understand and grow us in that area. Um, and as we bring these things out to the light, as we bring our doubts out to the light, Um, and God works on them, then we're able to be who we were created to be. 